Hey there, I'm Jade. And I'm Josh. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the Oscar-nominated musical Cyrano, discuss the season ending of Moon Knight, and the craziest water park to ever exist, and talk some of our favorite spinoffs. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Here we are for another episode of Our Taste is Trash. Jade, fuck the Supreme Court. The yeah. Can't be. We're, we're going all political in this show. Yeah. We're actually not going to talk about movies. We're just... Yeah. <laughs> this, for real. This is the worst. Yeah. Like, being a woman right now um, is like kind of fucking so dystopic like i disassociating so much because i'm like how are you gonna even think about possibly overturning such a historic precedent in u.s law and it's i mean i know the reason it's because essentially we're we had the lowest u.s birth rates in recorded u.s history and basically the ultra rich and elite want their working class back and they're like whoa we don't we're not gonna have enough poor people to take up the labor jobs so we're gonna force birth on women um to essentially make up those numbers which i'm like the fuck where do we live it we we live in literal like actually what is gilead gilead honestly (laughs) looks better i'm gonna be honest like it honestly Uh, i think it's a little bit better i mean forced rape on top of birth Uh. world jade you know we're going all political on this. You're the the family of rapists now in some states can sue you. Yes, for oh, aborting a baby in Texas. We yeah. are literally in Gilead. Like, yeah, the- no, it, it's truly insane. And I'm just like, do I even bother dating anymore? Do and honestly, I? If, you know, if you're one of the 20 people that listens to the show and this offends you, <laughs> fuck you. Like seriously, don't listen anymore. I don't care if we're just going to one person because this is bullshit. Like this. No, it's it's. What's next? Like honestly, what's next? Like, well, there's that whole. That's the whole thing. Is someone a lawyer um, basically talked about it when they were like this. Roe versus Wade was set on the precedent because all laws are set on precedent, and the precedent was right to privacy. Right to privacy laws were also used as precedent for being homosexual, for gay marriage, for um, women taking birth control while married, which, by the way, had was illegal. Uh, women is property. I mean, are we just going back to women as property? Is that what we're doing? Oh God, they would love that. <sighs> all right. Well, we you know to distract ourselves from all of this stuff, and and by the way, uh, for those listening, like. Maybe some people are forming some opinions about Republican, Democrat, fuck all those people, leftist. That's that's what this podcast is. <laughs> Not to so, mention, yeah. it doesn't matter your party lines. This is a human rights yes. issue um, that it, it doesn't matter what political side you're on. Like, this is fucked up. And sorry if you think that's like some religious excuse. Like, this is about bodily autonomy for women. And that's yeah. outside of any religion because... Um, I don't, I don't belong to your fucking religion. <laughs> I'm really about to fuck you today. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's yeah. been a bad week. But to distract ourselves, yes. we did watch some interesting things. Can we, can we start with Moon Knight? Because Absolutely. I, Jade, I, I'm going to need some help here because okay. I'm sure you have more <laughs> insights than I do. I was actually excited. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, and this might be a bold statement. I think I'm going to rank some shows right now. For me, the Marvel shows on Disney, it right now goes Loki, WandaVision, Moon Knight. Like, that's how good what? I think the last two episodes okay. of Moon Knight were to me. For like, me, it's WandaVision, Loki, Moon Knight, Falcon, ooh. Winter Soldier, so, so and you then have, Hawkeye. So you, so you have so you have WandaVision and Loki are close. Like, they're very close to I another. still think WandaVision is supreme over, like, all of them, but... They're uh, all very good. I mean, they're good. I, I'm, I'm sad that Wanda, we're not going to see more uh, of some of those shows, but, you know... I know. It's, it's a little sad. But anyway, Moon Knight... One of the things that we, we were texting each other throughout the week and said, 
six episodes is not enough. Like, this is one of the it, few times with yeah. Disney Plus that I don't feel like I'm getting enough from a series. I was so surprised when I found out that the last episode was the last episode. I was like, how are you going to wrap this up in six episodes? I was like, this felt like it needed a little bit more room to breathe. Like, I yeah. would have enjoyed eight to ten episodes of this, to be honest. Like, And, I mean, watching Oscar Isaac act against himself, I could have watched that for another couple of episodes. Ugh. But... Now, Jay, they've been kind of tight-lipped. You know, before we dive into some, you know, some of the things that happened, do mm-hmm. you think we're getting a season two? I definitely think they are. Ooh. They are setting this. I don't think they're going straight into movie mode with Moon Knight. I think the only way to continue is because the end of the last episode was a massive reveal, the post-credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. They, where we get, we have, for those of you who didn't watch, you might want to skip now, yeah. but... We have a third personality. Yes, yeah, which they've been teasing. A and little is this bit. something that's in the comic as well? Is this a character? I feel like it is. I'm not. I will say this is one Marvel character that Jade, I. I just assume that you would know. I know everything. It's crazy about this. because <laughs> I I I'm pretty knowledgeable about most Marvel and Marvel characters because I've been reading the comics since I was very young. But Moon Knight is not one that I had a ton of familiarity with. But like. Well, I, you know, one of the most exciting things uh, about, uh, for me, for oh, the Oh, nope. Oh. He is. Sorry. Yep. Jake Lockley is one of his personalities. So yes. that is canon to the comic. Okay. As, and as, I know that people had talked about this name. I didn't really understand it because I didn't know the comics. But what I really liked is his wife becomes an avatar, not for Khonshu, but yes. for which it's the hippo god. Yes. And that part I actually did know. Um, that was kind of interesting because she becomes almost a superhero in her own right as an avatar. And that was actually kind of interesting. She was fucking like. incredible. Yeah. I loved that whole character design. She was a badass with those wings. I was like, and we um, only get one episode of that. And I'm like, we I need know. more of this. Like, this well, is more interesting to me. Now. I wanted more of them actually being the superhero. I don't feel like we got enough of him being Moon Knight. I know as much as I very much enjoyed this kind of duality of him being Mark and Steven and kind of figuring out how he got this like you know dissociative identity disorder where he came up with his second personality and all that stuff very interesting very well done but i wanted more scenes of him being fucking moon knight you know yeah because like, i mean and it did especially the last two episodes really did focus on that duality which was great i mean yes. this, i think like the I said, second to last so good. episode season episode five was my favorite episode of yeah. the entire series because so the incredible. acting was amazing but you're right like i didn't really think about that we get a lot of the aftermath mm-hmm. of Moon Knight with his split personalities, but we don't get a lot of actually seeing the Moon Knight do anything. Right. Which is why I'm like, they have to continue the series. And because otherwise I was like, I feel like they would probably do more than six episodes because I think they're going to continue the series with him being kind of more of the superhero Moon Knight along with his wife um, trying to like track down. Cause obviously Ethan Hawke's character is not really dead. Right. You don't think so? I I assumed that he was really dead. Well, no, because then they pick him up in the limo. But they shot him. Multiple times. I know, but I don't know. I mean, they did fake kill him and then he came back. But I mean, I think he's dead. Like, I I think that's it. I think he's dead, dead. And I think they're going to... In season two, I don't... Again, not knowing the comics, so there may be... Just because we saw him come back. Yeah, that's true. But But he doesn't really have an avatar anymore to make him come back because they They imprison him. Yeah. Well, no, she's trapped inside him. Well, see, that's it. I like. I'm just. I don't know. There's so many questions. There's so many things about it. Also, Khonshu's a dick. Like, I fucking hate Khonshu. He's the worst. I just. And again, I'm sorry. I'm gonna pick on the same thing. The CGI for the gods is not good. I don't like it. I like the hippo. Not not Khonshu, but I like the hippo god. That was interesting. 
Yeah, oh, good. but again, it's just the CGI looks terrible. I don't know. It looks out of place. Like, it just it, feels it, cartoonish. It, I was just going to say that. Yeah. It feels like, you know how they used to do those old school Disney where like they were obviously, there was a cartoon standing next to a person, you know, and it just. Like Cool World and Who yeah. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, Who Roger Rabbit. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Like, it seems like that, even though the, the CGI is very good and, and, and like, what, what do you want to say? Like computer animated and everything. Yeah. It does sometimes feel like there's a separation. Like, yeah, they didn't okay. feel like this is a real god sitting yeah. in, or standing in front of like the, I don't know. Still good. Like, if you haven't watched Moon Knight, haven't started it, give it a shot. Like, it's some of the best acting we've seen from Oscar yeah. Isaac in a while. And honestly, I liked that it felt so separated from all the Avengers stuff. Like, it, this was a really good kind of super, like, refreshing superhero story where it wasn't classic superhero and it wasn't part of the fucking Avengers bullshit. Yeah. Like, you can kind of take a break outside of that. I'm sure they'll tie it in somehow. Oh, but they, like, they will. It, it, it was nice to kind of not have to think about some of those. I think that's why I enjoyed it. Like, how I, it's going to connect. I, I didn't and... have to think about how it's connecting. I didn't have yeah. to think about, like, Spider-Man. I didn't have to think about, you know, any of these other people where i'm like oh how's this gonna characters. how's this gonna fit into dr strange <laughs> you yeah. know like it's- no yeah it was nice it's nice yeah. i um did also watch a fun little documentary that was recommended to me this week Ooh. on hbo max called class action park now josh have you ever heard of action park water park in vernon new jersey i don't know that i have well, <laughs> <laughs> you are now the expert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so it's funny because I'd actually remember a long time ago hearing stories about it roughly because in Cape Coral, where I grew up, there's a water park called Sunsplash. Okay. And I remember people there would talk about how a lot of the policies changed at Sunsplash after everything that happened at Action Park. And I remember one of the biggest stories being like the water slide that would like eject people until they like broke their neck and like... Wait a minute. Yes, and they had the like loop-de-loop that people would like break their face on and then like they had a cliff jump and like people would drown in like the wave pool. Like I think I've seen some news stories about this. I didn't know it was a documentary, but this this is sounding familiar. So... Closed in the 90s, but it was open, I think, in the late 60s, early 70s. And essentially, this guy, he had purchased this, like, ski resort in Vernon, New Jersey. But because it's New Jersey, it's not skiing year-round. Obviously, it's warm in summer. So he was like, how do we get people to come in the summer? So he built this insane water park with no engineers. Oh, no. All of the rides were just of his creation. And he literally, the... The um, tagline was where you make the action. And that was kind of it. It was like, it was this free for all. They hired a bunch of underage teenagers. Well, that's everything park though. (laughs) (laughs) So true. But like, yeah, like they had, so they have like people on there that are, um, that like worked there as a teen. And they're like, yeah, man, people were just like smoking, having sex. We were high. We were drunk. (laughs) Like a fucking summer camp, except. Like, they were like, yeah. Someone has to be looking out for safety, right? Yeah. Well, they had lifeguards and they're like, half the time lifeguards wouldn't be at their post. Oh, my God. <laughs> Josh, I'm not even kidding. It's fucking insane. And like, it's so crazy. Like when they talk about the way these rides were built and how kids would get injured. Like, so <laughs> they have this one actor on there who grew up in New Jersey and he was um from the office. He played the hitman. Oh, um, um, you know what I'm talking about? Holy, holy I, God. I yes. Up. I know what you're talking about. Um, oh my I can God. see his face. Yes, it's Chris Gethard. Okay. So he, they interview him, or it was a lot of his sound bites. So he like grew up, went there every summer. So he had like really good knowledge about it. 
<laughs> talking about it. He'd be like, yeah, man, they had fucking asphalt and you're there barefoot and he's like you get your feet burned we call it chop feet meat what is like chopping feet <laughs> yeah and he was like you would go to school like you come back to school in the fall and you'd see kids with like these like insane like burns like just patches of skin missing and they'd be like oh yeah man you went to action park over the summer oh my god yeah he was like you wore it as like a badge of honor and like kids would get fucked up here and then they had this giant beer garden like beer hall and people would get wasted and then they would go to the like moto park where they would race go-karts but there was like no blockades against the like go-kart tracks people would just like ride off track what? yes and one of the employees talks about a story where one time someone decided to just chase after an employee with the go-kart and like apparently the employees because they're fucking kids like took off the there was like um a, something that stopped it from going super yeah. fast so it can only go like 30 miles per hour they fucking took them off to go like 60 miles per hour oh my god so <laughs> chasing after this fucking employee and like at one point so this park was on two sides of a major interstate and they had a walkway because there was water world and like motor motor world okay and you would walk across it and they would be like yeah sometimes you just take the go-karts and drive them on the interstate and i was no. like no <laughs> This sounds like if Firefest was a Josh, theme park. That's what it sounds like. It's so fucking insane. They had this thing called like the Tarzan crawl or whatever, where like you basically like over up this pit of fucking water, which was spring water. Yeah. So there was nothing on the bottom to protect you. There was just random fish and snakes and shit in here. And it was freezing cold. And you would try to like basically like almost like monkey bars across it, but no, no one ever could. And so like people would just like fall into the water and like some people get concussed. They were like tops would come off. Yeah. And then like the the one guy who they kept interviewing kept being like, yeah, man, like you just be getting your shit handed to you, bloody nose. And people be like, you fucking pussy, you little what? bitch. Fuck you. And he's like, there'd be like a hundred. He's like, literally, they were like literally a hundred people would be there no. in line waiting to do it and just calling you out for getting your face smashed in by the water. No. Yes. No. This is. It was so insane. This, this is why when like. People say people were, quote, tougher. People just like, no. you know what people grew up to do? They grew up to stop taking shit. They're well, like, this, we're not doing this anymore. Why? Why? I don't want to go to a theme park and get my face bashed in, in by the fucking water. Well, so basically what got them shut down is the multiple deaths that occurred. Oh, and my God. People were dying. Children were dying. They were teenagers. Yeah. That's not funny, but still like, Jesus no, Christ. They had this like wave pool so that simulated ocean waves. And they only had so many lifeguards like working. And they... Like, literally, they said, like, if you were lifeguard and you were at the wave pool, like, you would save people, like, five times in an hour. No. Yeah. That's like, And they literally would stop the wave every, like, 30 minutes in order to search for bodies at the bottom of the pool. And two people drowned. Yes. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah. And then um, they had a kid that they had this weird fucking, like scooter race track thing that had nothing blocking it and basically you're responsible for how fast or slow you went with like this handbrake and people just fly out of it all the time so one kid like flew out of it and then like cracked his head on a rock and died jesus yeah how long did it take for them to shut this place down years because the craziest thing is so the guy who owned it he was like in bed with like local government and on top of that like he had a fake insurance company it was his own insurance company he built as a shell company to pretend he had insurance so when people sued him and realized he didn't have insurance they got no money for the deaths of their family members and he got away with this for years until finally i think it was like 
1993-1994, they finally shut the park down. Oh, my God. That's, just, that's insane. Yeah. What's this called again? Class Action Park. I highly recommend. As horrible it is is that people died here, the rest of it is kind of fucking hilarious. What's it streaming on right now? HBO Max. HBO? Mm, I'm going to add this to my list now. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Also, I low-key kind of wish I worked there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the way they describe it, I'm like, yeah. I would have just yeah. insanity, right? I like, had a great it, it just time. has to be insanity, right? I mean, the whole time. truly like they have they have tons of video footage of it too. So it's like <laughs> it's fucking insane, Jesus. guys. I if you have never watched it or you've never heard about this park or maybe you did and wanted to know more, Class Action Park HBO Max, do it, watch it. It's so good. <laughs> Here now, so <laughs> I'll say I'm going to reserve most of my comments for after the break. But yes, Jade, I had no idea this was a musical, and in fact, I had to stop and go, "What is happening?" Because there was a song, and they tease you in. There's no like real musical intro. No, it's just kind of like you drop into the story, and then someone starts singing like ten minutes in, and I'm like, "Yeah, is it? Is this a mistake? Like at first I thought it was a mistake. I was like, "Am I watching the right movie?" And then I'm like. This is a musical. No, same. I was very confused it's like a because musical. I was like, I don't remember anyone talking about it being a musical. I don't remember them showing it was a musical in the trailer. It's not in the trailer, Jade. Okay. I, it is I not in the trailer. I thought I was crazy because I was like, I swear I watched the trailer for this. And I was like, and I don't remember people singing. So same. It caught me so off guard. And also because I've seen or like not seen, but I read the original Cyrano play for school. And also not a musical, not right? Not a musical. Yeah. It's just a straight play. So I was like... What is happening? happening? (laughs) Interesting choice. Like, I I don't have it in front of me, but there was a... I I went through Rotten Tomatoes, because this is a very highly rated movie. I think it's, like, trending at 85% or something, which is crazy on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm to be, it's a 6.3, so... (laughs) (laughs) We don't pay attention to that. Anyway, but, like, what's interesting about it is that there was a review, and it said, like, uneven at times. I'm paraphrasing, but, like, uneven at times, but overall, pretty good. I'm like, that... Yeah. That's... Like, there were parts of this movie where I'm just like, what's happening? And other parts where I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like, yeah, same. I, we'll get into it here in a minute. But, you know, Jane, something we wanted to talk about this week was, because you brought up a term that I hadn't really heard of before. I guess I knew the concept, but we were talking about spinoffs. And, you know, that kind of led into a discussion of backdoor pilots. Is that what it's called? Yes, backdoor pilots, which a lot of people like even realize that they exist or know what it is. So one of the things that popped into my mind, and it was like, it's like the first thing that you Google, like once you do it, but I was like, oh, what about that kind of pilot they tried to do in like the last season of The Office that mm-hmm. was I guess they call it The Farm that's when I looked it up it's The Farm yeah it was Dwight because I was like I remember thinking when I saw that episode I was like this would make an interesting show I'd probably watch this and they just never did anything and that's like the first thing on like every list they're like this is a backdoor Ugh, pilot but yes. that got us thinking like we should talk about spinoffs because there's been a lot of actually recently even like a lot recent good spinoffs so I know you have a whole list Jade like I what do. are some of the ones that are most interesting to you so I think it's um the I think it's like one of the most like popular ones for me that I've noticed like should we do recent or Yeah, let's do some recent okay, ones. Recent ones. So obviously there's um 1883, which was pretty new. 1883 was a spinoff of Yellowstone. And oh. funny enough, that also was a backdoor pilot because it was an episode of Yellowstone where they went back in time to 1883. 
I didn't know. I see. I'm not watching Ellis because I I still refuse to get Paramount yeah, Plus. Same. And then there's some ones that are kind of the oh one that was recent also is Mayans MC, which is a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. So it's like one of the other motorcycle groups. Okay. Um, and then we have some coming up. There's House of Dragon from Game of Thrones, the prequel series, The Winchesters, which got greenlit, just supernatural prequel series. Ah. Then we have All American Homecoming, which is from All American Walker Independence, spinoff of Walker. Tom Swift, which is a spinoff of Nancy Drew. Um, and then there's a new Niecy Nash FBI show, which is a spinoff of The Rookie. And then that one just recently used a backdoor pilot. That was a two-episode backdoor pilot. Interesting. Yeah. You, you know, I because I, I, I looked up some lists when we were doing this segment, and I don't think I watch enough... I don't watch enough things that are spinoffs. Like, oh. and, and one, Jay, that just shattered my world because I was so confident that it was a spinoff. <laughs> So confident because I was a big Archer fan. Like like seasons, I'd say one through, I'll generously say three uh, of Archer were fantastic. Like peak jokes, like to the point that's what my friends and I talk to each other in all the time was just Archer quotes. There's an episode, as we all famously known, because the same actor who plays Archer also plays the voice of It's John Benjamin. Yeah, it was amazing. There's a crossover episode, which I thought... From Archer to Bob's Burgers, which I thought was a spinoff. I thought that this was a God. joke because that's when I started watching Bob's Burgers. No. Apparently, Josh. Bob's Burgers had premiered about a season or two prior to that episode. Like two years before. Uh, it was like season two. So that that just shattered my whole perception of reality yeah. in general. Um, it's kind of like when the multiverse opens up <laughs> in, in Spider-Man. I was like, what is happening here? But I will say one of my favorite. I've talked about it on the show. One of my favorite spinoffs that I know for sure is is uh, the modern one. It's probably Better Call Saul. Um, oh yeah. Although mm-hmm. I am plotting through the last season, like it's it's getting tough. But um, what I what I what I think makes that spinoff though so successful is it's the same creators. Like the whole creative team right. from Breaking Bad came over and created well, the show. And they also built it around a loved character, like yes. a character that was already very strong on the original show. And I think that's where a lot of these fail. I, I agree. Because they also brought in, Better Call Saul for an example, brought in a lot of the characters that we all know and yes. built further stories around yeah. them from Breaking Bad. Like, I think some really super successful examples of that, you know, what big one that I don't think people realize, Frasier. Oh, which yeah. was a spinoff of Cheers because Frasier was a character on Cheers. Um, Angel, the spinoff from Buffy. That's Fam- right. Yeah. Um, and then also there's like The Flash, which was from Arrow, which was also a backdoor pilot. And one that I don't think anyone knows, NCIS, which was a sp- uh, spinoff and a backdoor pilot from JAG. I actually didn't know that. That was like a trivia thing. But like, yes. I feel like, especially for people our age, I didn't really watch Jag. And I think it's a little old Same. for us, you know? But that's exactly, that's what blew my mind when I realized it. Because I was like, I just thought NCIS was its like own thing. Mm-hmm. And it just took off whatever. But realizing that it was a spinoff of Jag, I was like, who the fuck was even watching Jag? But it's crazy because NCIS is so successful, they have their own spinoffs. Yeah. Well, you know one that's not, it's not a show anymore, Jade, but this is very much our generation. I think one of my favorite spinoffs, uh, aside from, you know, uh, Better Call Saul, is probably the Colbert Report. Because oh, for those right. fans of The Daily Show, you know, he originally was a character on Jon Stewart's Daily Show and then spun yeah. off into his own show. So, and now, of course, he's a late night host and doing a things but i mean it that was a fantastic show i I remember when that was the comedy central lineup it was the daily show and then the colbert report and it was oh my god amazing like that i do have to say 
Looking at this list, the biggest culprit of spinoffs is the CW. <laughs> that is for, true. Yeah. For sure. Like, well, it's crazy because half of these are CW, and then even looking at some older ones, it was the WB, which is what the CW is, by the way. <laughs> well, we'll put up some posts uh, on Backdoor Pilots. We found a couple articles and some spinoffs, and maybe uh, if you guys actually follow our social medias, you can yeah. uh, go ahead and post some of your favorites as well uh, yeah. on there. But, uh, well, Jade, let's uh, take a quick break, and then we'll come back and give our review of Cyrano, which you can rent uh, on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Feature presentation. Hey, Cyrano. Cyrano. Pleasure to meet you, Cyrano de Bergerac. You're a freak. Freak. My dearest friend, I'd be very angry with you if you died. My sole purpose on this earth is to love Roxanne. Does she know? The world will never accept someone like me and a tall, beautiful woman. We have no money. A clever marriage is your only option. I won't be rescued. I'm not in distress. Love, does that mean nothing to you? Children need love. Adults need money. And our movie this week is Cyrano, streaming now on Amazon Prime for price of five ninety nine, six dollars, yeah. which is better than you can even buy it for twenty. I think it is now. But I mean, if you really want to, <laughs> the, the, the original reasons that I was excited about this movie was because. Peter Dinklage, one, who's great in pretty much everything, I think. And also, it was a period piece, but I did, did not know, as we just talked about, that it also <laughs> was a musical. Like, to me, mwah, like, yeah. fantastic. Oh, as soon as that happened, I was like, this is a Josh movie, mm. for sure. But, I will, you know what, I'm just going to come right out and say it and be critical. First off, none of the songs for me really had staying power. Like, yeah. It, when I say that the musical for this movie came out of nowhere... Like, literally, they just started singing at one point, and I was like, some of these songs don't I s- make sense. I struggled with the music because, like, yeah, like, some of them were just a little, like, haphazard. It was this, like, kind of talk speak. Like, at one point, I wrote, like, is Cyrano rapping? Because the cadence wa- was, like, yeah. He was. It felt like a rap. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I think I wrote, like, two songs that probably really stuck out to me, which is like, I Need More, and then my favorite... Ooh, I didn't write down the song names. I Need More, is that the one where all three of them are singing? Roxanne, Christian, and and Cyrano? Like, I, about their... I think it's when she's on the balcony. Yes. It's when she begins, like because she's like, oh, I need you to write me more letters, and then she's like, I need more. Oh, no, it's, it's sorry, it's after her and Christian get in the fight, because they meet for the first time, and she realizes he's stupid, and then she's like, I need more. That, that's actually one of the, I think, one of the best choreographers Graph songs yes. like and best edited I like, wrote that sequences. too I was like I wrote I Need More is legit it's the best song and then one of my personal favorites which I don't think it got enough time in the movie is Close My Eyes because I actually oh. went on Spotify and found it because there's literally only like one stanza of this song in the entire movie and I was like the fuck this is so good and when I found it on Spotify it's like four minutes long and it's beyond good and I was like why was this not featured more in the movie? This was actually a really good song compared to what was one I wrote, Wherever I Fall, which I said is like a country Bob Dylan song. <laughs> it really It was like the it's like, it's this one where they have the three soldiers when they're about to yes, they're about to go into battle. Three random soldiers we've never met before. Never seen their character. And they're singing some country Bob Dylan song. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, well, you know, Jade, you're gonna hate me, but 
I've never actually seen this play. Oh my and god! Really didn't know much. I knew it loosely what it was about, but not the finer details of things. For for those out there who may not know Cyrano, do you want to give like a quick cliff yeah. notes of what it's about? So essentially. In the play, Cyrano has this extremely long nose, which makes him very self-conscious. In the movie, Peter Dinklage is, you know, he's a little person. And so he's in love with his childhood friend, Roxanne, and he believes that he would never measure up to be, like, loved by her. So she kind of falls in love at first sight with this man, Christian, who's really handsome but not well-spoken. So basically, Christian and Roxanne speak to Cyrano separately and convince him to send these letters to each other. So... Uh, because Christian is not very well-spoken, he gets Cyrano to write letters. So Cyrano writes all his love letters to Roxanne about all his real true feelings. Yep. And so Roxanne falls madly in love with Christian. And then there's this Duke who's like in love with Roxanne and he doesn't get his way. So he sends Cyrano and the Duke off to battle to die. And then essentially like Cyrano reveals that it was him the whole time. And then dies so, is it, yeah, <laughs> here's where i have some problems with the movie version so yes, yes. Uh, let, let's have it first of all I, I, let's talk about peter dinklage is amazing his acting in this oh, he's incredible carries the movie a hundred percent and we also have uh, acting opposite him i think we already said but uh Haley bennett, Haley bennett yeah uh, I, I was trying to look up some of her. She's been in The Magnificent Seven. She's been on Girl on a Train. And she's also mm-hmm. done some stage acting, right? Yeah. So she does both theater and film. She kind of plays a lot more, um, like, not side characters, supporting Supporting, supporting roles. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel um, like she has a face I've recognized. And str- I struggled to, like, remember what she was, else she had been doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so there's some interesting connections here. In So uh, Peter Dinklage and Haley Bennett, they actually did... A stage, the stage yes. version of so this movie. So that's where this movie came from was, it was Peter Dinklage's wife who helped write the script, uh, Erica Schmidt. And so they created this play in 2018. And so yeah, it was um, him and Haley Bennett performed in it. And then I guess they decided to adapt it for the screen. So they kept their roles. And then... Oddly enough, Joe Wright, who's the director of this movie, uh, he's directed things like Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. Atonement, The Darkest Hour. So very, <laughs> it's very in his wheelhouse. Oh, brand. He's dating, or they're a couple. I don't think they're married, but no, Haley yeah. Bennett and he are a couple. Yeah. So there's a lot of, it was lot really of things going on in this interesting. movie. Yeah. yeah, it was like very kind of just this like small group of people that are like, hey, Let's just make this thing happen. Yeah. And, and I mean, it. you know what I think this, this movie really is a victim of? Because I think there were some choices where you kind of go, what? Like, there's several times in this movie where I literally just wrote down, what? Why are we going into a song here? Yes. How did we just jump ahead into this part? Yes. Yeah. But overall, I think this movie suffers. I don't think anyone saw it. No. You know what I mean? Like, it no. only made like $3 million at the box office. I don't think people knew what it was. Yeah. Like, I don't think people had enough familiarity with Cyrano as a play versus like your traditional Shakespeare. Like, and if you, you know. weren't in a major theater, you know, a major, you know, uh, uh, metro market, it probably didn't come to a theater near you. And it was released during the pandemic when people weren't going to theaters. Oh, yeah, that so, was I mean, a major killer. You know, it, it just didn't get, I think, yeah. the reception. And it was good. Yeah. Like, it's overall, interesting because even though we kind of you and I both had issues with like the music in this at the same time I think it worked as a way to move the plot along quicker than I think it would have if it were not a musical you know I think it would have dragged a lot without the music part because I think obviously music in musicals often uses a device to hurry along plot points without drawing it out um 
So it worked in that way, but at the same time, it also made things feel so disjointed. It, it it's really because there were times when, like, because I mean, we've all seen a musical. We know that sometimes songs come out of nowhere, but like literally sometimes people would just start singing, and you're like, why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say there is this one scene where it's like Roxanne is like singing about her like the love letter and like so is like Christian they're, like they're singing about each other yeah. and at one point I was like is she making love to that letter like <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just I, I do want to hit on a few other things too Jade because uh, you know because both of us I think have a lot of problems with the ending like that's this is what I have the most notes on but I want to hit on some fun things first so right in the beginning I'd say the first like 20 minutes of the movie are freaking fantastic yes. so like oh I love everything about Peter Dinklage's character. Like, this sets up the whole character yeah. of Sarah now. Like, it captured me immediately. Oh, like, so they, the whole thing sets up. Roxanne's going to a play with this Duke, and you kind of get introduced to all these characters. And then as the play's happening, so imagine something like, I mean, this seems like a very well-to-do, kind of like if you were going to... It's the O Theater. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is premier high society stuff. Yeah. We hear this voice from the back of the theater as the play's going on, literally booing and criticizing the main <laughs> actor on stage. And the actor's standing there like, what the fuck? Like, oh my what God. is happening? And he's just like, you need to leave. Like, And we yeah. find out at Cyrano, as Peter Dinklage, like, saying, you're so bad well, at acting, you shouldn't even be here, and you should go. Yes. <laughs> and what's so funny to me, too, is like everybody knows this and expects this because before he starts the wooing everyone's like is Cyrano here is Cyrano here because they know he's gonna pull this shit because he had written a letter to the to the yes. actor saying how bad how he, he was oh my god which by the way he proved correct because the actor's name is Montfleury and I was like he should have never broken character he yeah. should have stayed in character the whole time that he's being booed yeah. but no so Cyrano literally boos him off the stage and chases him off at, at sword point I think yes and then you know, everyone's like, dude, what the fuck? We came here to watch a play. And he's like, don't worry. I'm going to refund you all your money because that's how much I believe yes. that this was bad. So yeah. he literally just gives money to the theater owner and says, give everyone their yeah. money back. He's like, like, yeah, he's like, don't worry, I'll pay for it because this is better than letting them sit through this like atrocity. Now, Jade, I know you have some lines, but the one that really stuck out for me, some quotes from this is so after this happens, this one guy starts to show, wants to show off and is basically calls Cyrano a freak. And he goes... <laughs> Okay, well, you know, the, the insult is antiquated, but I'll accept it. Yes. And, and like, you know, I'm like, yes. And then he, then he calls him a freak again, this like count character. And then he goes, Cyrano goes, um, well, have you exhausted your dictionary of scorn? Then? Yes. And I'm like, Josh, ah! I was dying because I was like, that was, those are the comebacks I would use. And also <laughs> when we first met Cyrano, I even wrote in my notes, is Cyrano based on Josh? Because I was like, why do I feel like this is exactly how Josh would respond? Like, to a T. Um, but no, like, uh, I love, too, like, when he's basically doing this wordplay between him and then Valvert is the guy yes. that's, like, calling him a freak. Uh, he says, like, oh, yeah, because he compares him to Goliath. And then this woman is like, but Goliath was a giant. And he, like, strokes his sword and he's like, <laughs> care to think again. And I was like, oh, god damn, like, so good. Also, like, I will say the one probably the very – only things that are good about Roxanne is that she is proven to be a woman who have substance of uh, food loving. So, <laughs> like one of the first, like, <laughs> one of like the first things is like she was sent this like dress by the Duke, and she was like, "If only the Duke sent bread." And I was like, "Girl after my own heart, <laughs> absolutely bread over dress." And then like her mom is like, "Why did you accept this invitation to the theater?" And she's like, "Because we can't afford the tickets." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." 
Smart. Exactly. 100%. That me to a T. <laughs> and also before he wins his duel, Cyrano has one other great code. He goes, he makes fun of his height and he goes, I'll make short work of this. And I was yeah. like, fantastic. Like just every, everything so was so witty in that first no. scene. And I was like, I mean, yes. like, they this have is- these like little quips here and there that worked really well. There was one that he said where I was like, she's the Alps. And I was like, is that like, she's the tits? <laughs> <laughs> Old fashioned version of she's the tits. Oh uh, my God. So, and, and then of course, like, I mean, there are a few other steps we'll skip ahead yeah. he gets into another fight he gets basically assaulted on his way home from oh this God. duke character and like beats up and and sword fights 10 minutes yes. once lights someone on fire oh my like, god it's it's insanity this yeah. sword fight my favorite part is when like somebody hangs this noose down and he gets cyrano in the noose and drags him up and then like you can't see what's happening behind this wall but all of a sudden these like men start flying over the side <laughs> of the wall and i'm like how is he this is doing madness. this, this is madness but, oh my like, god Throughout the course of the movie, so then I think the other big plot point that happens is, you know, obviously we find out Cyrano has a thing for Roxanne. We then find out Roxanne has a thing for one of the guards in his regiment, yeah. who's Christian. And, you know, we have these kind of, you know, a couple dynamics that show us, like, basically Cyrano getting heartbroken mm-hmm. by finding out that, you know, Roxanne is not really truly into him. And what's weird for me, though, Jade, is mm-hmm. Cyrano didn't really know Christian. Like no. in the beginning, he didn't know who he, he was. Didn't know who he was. But like after Roxanne tells him, he's like, "Okay, like I'll look out for him." Sure, sure. I'm like, "Sure, you will." But yeah. Like, okay. Like, yeah. But then he meets Christian on a whim, as he's being introduced to the regiment. Christian starts off by insulting him, like yes, because they're about to get into a fight, and he's like, calls him a dwarf or like a, a freak or something like that, and he's like, "Oh wait, I know who you are. You're Christian. Oh, like it, he's let's like hug. brother. Yeah. Give me a hug." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And yeah. then immediately is like. You need like the way he agrees to like writing him. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll write these letters for you, and I'm like, what? This is happening too quickly. No, what are you talking about? I literally wrote, if I were Cyrano, I wouldn't offer to help Christian. I'd be like, ooh. Bummer. Yeah, like, <laughs> Cyrano is way too nice because he's yeah. like immediately like is like, oh, you can't write very well. I'm gonna write these letters. Yeah, for I'll you. write the love no letters for you. And can we just say Christian is fucking lazy? Like, oh my god, he's not. A, I thought like when they were like, oh, we're gonna well, write letters. I thought they were gonna do it together. No. He's just like write the, the letters, bro. The most insane thing to me is that it took him up until like the end to figure out that Cyrano was in love with Roxanne. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Because like no one writes like that just. Be- to write like that and, and then like so you know kind of fast forward a little bit there's a scene where like you know christian's getting impatient it's like i need to go meet roxanne oh, and, and Cyrano's like hey scene. you should read some of these letters man like you don't know how to talk to her like i know how you talk yes. just just refresh yourself and he's like i got this almost blows the whole <laughs> thing because like as soon as he opens his mouth roxanne's like my what favorite the fuck? quote from that meeting is like She's like, do you suffer from vertigo? And he's like, no, but I don't like heights. And she laughs and then he doesn't get it. And I was fucking dying. She's like, okay. Oh, it's just, I mean, and almost ruins the whole thing and then gets it back. Here, here's the part that kills me, Jade. You already alluded to it that with the song, but like there's this whole scene where they have a second meeting. He gets, Christian gets another chance. He's standing, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Oh, He's standing yes. at the windowsill. She's She's up above. Yeah. And Cyrano's hiding behind this wall to kind of coach him. Yeah, it's like feeding him lines. But he actually starts oh, talking. Okay. Like, How do you yes, know the difference? Josh, you, you, you I... a, Jade, you're a childhood friend you're... who you've known your entire life as Cyrano. Who you've spoken you're not to recently. Go. He, she even says like, Oh, why is your voice, voice an, an octave, octave lower? lower? It's fucking Cyrano. How do you not know I that? I literally wrote that. I was like, how the fuck does she not know that's Cyrano? Because I'm like, I, 
It's his voice. It's, it's his a, voice. It's a completely different voice. It's, not, it's a completely different. It's not like oh, it, it, it's almost comparable. If you and I tried to switch voices, it would be like, yeah, I'm I'm Jane. Well, because later like, when you finally hear Christian singing, you're like, that nothing. is in comparative to Peter Dinklage's singing, which yes. is completely different. Completely it, different. It's 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 odd. Like it's and, and you know what kills me too because this will come into play as we're getting to the end part here. Mm-hmm. How Roxanne is just so oblivious to oh Sierra's fan. Like, the, yes. no one plays a crushed person like fucking Peter Dinklage. Oh, yes, like, he does. Like, his face in that earlier scene when she tells him she's <gasps> not in love. Like, doesn't say uh, she's not in love with him, but says she's no. in love with someone else. Yeah, because he gets he so excited. He looked like he had been stabbed, yeah. like, to death. He looked like, destroyed. As, I'm sorry, but... As a you woman, can't be blind to that. You cannot be blind to there's that. There's not a woman on this earth that does not know when a man is attracted to her. Yes. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Like, 100%. I've known every one of my guy friends who's been attracted to me. I mean, just to see him, like, and she's like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, dude, you just fucking destroyed him. Yeah, like, destroyed them. You are oblivious. Like, Roxanne is kind of the worst. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to get well, to that. And then, so after, basically, like, she finagles this way into marrying Christian, and my well, whole... to be fair, to be fair, uh, the Duke did threaten to basically rape, rape her. her. Yeah, if, yeah, no. If she didn't marry him. Marry so him. she was kind of like, uh, gotta this figure is my out option. a way around this. Yeah. But, like, my thing is, is on Christian's side... How does he think he's going to continue this ruse through marriage? Because I, he's not going to have Cyrano just writing him letters. He's going to be living with this woman. Same fucking thing. Like, like I, I, I didn't understand I wrote how, that, how is he even going to have a conversation? Yeah, because I was like, she's going to immediately fucking find out the second you guys sit down for morning breakfast and she's going to be like, yeah, what the fuck. So, so here's, here's for me where things really started to go south at the end. Yes. Oh my God. One is so, so the Duke, he finds out about this marriage. He gets really pissed off and there's a war going on. He's like, okay. Because, you know, Christian and Cyrano and all these guys are in his regiment or uh, over his his soldiers. He's like, you guys to the front. Like, fuck you guys. So they go there and they the king orders them to, like, attack this castle garrison. Something doesn't really matter. And so they're all like, fuck, we're going to (laughs) die. And so Cyrano is writing like a last letter to, you know, Roxanne. And and Christian's like, "Okay, I got to read this thing because I'm going to die. I got to make sure I know. And then. That's when he wakes up and is like, "Yes, oh, you're in love with her." And oh I'm my like, god! Thank you. It took you how long? At least at that, I was like, it took like eight years for Christian and to he realize. Gets ma- this is where I got mad at Christian. I was like, I'm glad he fucking died. Uh, the, I can't. He gets mad at Cyrano for writing to Roxanne every day. R- literally, Cyrano yes. is. They show him he's risking his life. Yeah. To cross enemy lines to mail these letters. Yes. To write Roxanne every day for Christian, yes. who hasn't written, hasn't no. contributed, has who tried. has barely interacted with his fucking wife. He's They've the had one to two interactions. Cyrano has interacted with her this entire time. Yeah. And not only that, but this is what really pissed me off, is after learning this, he just basically commits suicide by running out onto the front lines and being immediately shot and killed. Why did he do that? I didn't feel bad for him at all. When no, he died, I was like, fuck that I guy. think he did that because he realized that, like, his wife doesn't love him and that his entire life is a farce. But I was like, okay, but, but so you're just going to, like, I mean, kill still, yourself? He's still kind of an attractive guy. Like, you would have been fine. Like, you, you would have found someone. You, like found, you have a hot wife and you, you could have found someone else anyway. It, like, it's going to be fine. Like, fine. you know what I mean? Like, it's I, stupid. It was so fucking I, it was, dumb. It was well, stupid. And then... There's this like weird transition, which I even had to ask you about this because yeah. like I wrote I, like basically like Cyrano gets shot on the front line and then it like immediately cuts to this well, like it's convent. weird because he gets shot, but he gets back up and you see them marching the whole army marching towards this castle. Yes. And it just cuts and you're like, yeah. what happened? And there's a small thing small. that I just happened to catch. And it said, 
three years later. Yeah. And so you just cut I can't believe later. you caught it because I didn't. And I even realized, I was like, how long after the war has it been? I was like, Cyrano looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so Cyrano looks like shit. And then we find Roxanne in some fucking some convent. convent. We don't know if she's a nun. No. They don't. If she just lives there for her protection. Because yeah. she doesn't have a habit, but she's wearing the same dress. So yeah. I'm like, is she a nun now? I think like, she's just hiding out from the Duke, right? Because she's like, I'm I sure the Duke's so. still after her. And she's just like, if I peace out to the convent, he can't fuck he can't with find me. me. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And then, but, um, but then it's like, it shows like him like writing like letters to her that he like never sends, I guess. Like, yeah, they're just all over his like house. His desk. But then yeah. like, as he's writing them, he's like bleeding from something, but I don't fucking know He has what. a limp because I, you know, too, he has a change where he got shot. But so like, he's not in good health. Like they kind of allude to the fact that like he's living in poverty. He's yes. not eating well. He's yeah. probably starving a little bit. I, I wrote that. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I'm so lost. Is he homeless? Yeah. Like, like, they basically talk about him like he's homeless. Yeah. And then there's like this. Apparently he comes, what, once a month, once a week, something yeah, like that to visit her? Yeah, he goes to the convent to visit her. Yeah. And then so this is the day that he goes. And then basically they sit down and he's like, oh, are you ready for me to read you the last letter that Christian wrote you? And she's like, okay. And then he starts reading it and then he starts speaking from memory yeah and this is the first time that roxanne finally fucking realizes that it's been cyrano the whole time and i'm like you dumb bitch jesus christ are you fucking kidding me because he kept it from which i can kind of understand i'm kind of like it took you three fucking years to tell her like okay whatever like i'm sure there's oh some God. trauma there but like and and then but no here's the part that really pissed me off jade not only does she say oh it was you the whole time she goes i always knew it was you the fuck the fuck you knew it was always so her. what have you been doing the last yeah, three and, years you bitch and then she goes on to even say <laughs> even past that goes i've always known you love me or something i've always known i've been in love with you and i'm like yeah it's what? weird so this is what? okay i just have to talk about this whole moment i gotta break it down because it was so wild to me so after they're like discovering this right all of a sudden fucking cyrano just collapses oh yeah so they get up to like walk to the kitchen and he just falls over he just falls over and then she's like holding him and then they start singing into each other's faces which i was like what is this and he's dying and he's dying of yeah what? i literally wrote i go why is cyrano what? dying what is he dying of no they don't ever explain that and then the last fucking words will piss me off to the end of my days. So she's like, she's like talking to Cyrano. She's telling him how much she loves him, but she's like referring to him in third person. And then she says, I've always loved my Cyrano. And then he responds with, and I have always loved my pride. And then dies. (laughs) I don't think I got that. I was so confused. I was so busy writing at the end because I was so confused. My pride? That's what he said. My pride. And I was like, what in the actual fuck? First of all, your last words to the love of your life is not, I love you, but I have always loved my pride. And not only that, but I'm like, what does that even mean? It's not your pride standing in the way of why you couldn't love Roxanne. It was your insecurities. Yeah. Your insecurities about your like your physical looks of why he thought he wasn't good enough for her. Never his pride, unless he's saying he's too proud to look past his insecurities. Like That's so weird. And then literally, Josh, when you said starvation, I wrote in all fucking caps after he died, did he die from starvation? Yeah. What the fuck? No, no, when we say there's no explanation, like there's literally, no- literally, he comes in, we see as a limp, we see he's in maybe a little bit of bad health, but not nothing life-threatening. No. They're sitting on a bench, they get up to walk, and he just, just like mid-sentence collapses, collapses. and you're like, yeah. What? And just starts dying. Not like I clutch my chest. No. I'm having a heart attack. Not like, oh my God, my leg. Like, it, he's just dying. He just suddenly. Dies. And, and you're like, okay. It makes no sense. So in the play, the original play, he dies from 
a head wound that he sustains from an accident that he got into on the way to see Roxanne. And that I was would make like, more sense. Oh my God. Well, like, absolutely would make more sense and even if they didn't want it to be like this thing like it could have been easily like an internal bleeding situation like where maybe he accidentally got like hit or something and then he comes and he's like oh no i'm fine i'm a little winded and then all of a sudden it's like oh he dies because internal bleeding. the ending just made me angry like it was just like i roxanne pissed me off like the whole how Cyrano died pissed me off like them coming to the realization five seconds before he dies pisses no. me off. Like, it just... The whole annoying. thing was just so bizarre because they built up this whole, like, epic romance. They made him out to be this kind of, like, a little bit sardonic, like, interesting, like, but, like, romantic character and, like, all this shit. And you're like, oh, okay, so eventually, you know, Christian dies, he survives, like, they have to get together, right? Yeah, at least Something. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 And then, yeah, the whole, like, not explaining his death thing, I was like... Well, Okay. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. And the last line, I will forever be pissed about that. It, it doesn't make and sense. And I've always loved my pride, bitch. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> if I were her, I'd been like, um, pardon. <laughs> so, I don't think I mentioned, uh, you know, just a few things, uh, more things about this movie. So it did get nominated for an Oscar. Yes. It got nominated yeah. for best costume, but did, I think, rightfully so, lose out to Cruella because. Right. I think period pieces always get it. But, I mean, the costume thing was fantastic, but Corella was next level. Oh, my God, yeah. For sure. Um, he Also, for the Golden Globes, uh, Peter Dinklage got nominated for Best Actor in a Comedy mm. or Musical, musical? Uh, but did lose out to uh, Tick, Tick, Boom and Andrew Garfield, which, again, well-deserved for Andrew Garfield. Yeah. That was an amazing role for him. Um, and there was one more. Oh, it, this was nominated also for Best Picture and... Uh, in a musical or comedy for the Golden Globes oh, yes. as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I think that lost to West Side Story, which I'm like, mm, eh. sorry, but this was better yeah. than West Side Story. I, honestly, what well, I even though the music wasn't quite there, it was still better than West Side Story. It, it, it was, it, and like I said, this I'm going to give my rating right now. This is a gem for me. Like this for me is a gem because one. I think it was very well acted. It flew under the radar. Mm. If it had gotten a little more exposure, I think more people would be talking about it. I also think if they had cut maybe three songs, it would have been a better movie overall. Like, I think they cut like five songs. But, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with that. I mean, there were there were probably two or three songs where I was like, this is good. And I think, you know, the biggest problem for me too, talking from musically terms, I don't feel like a lot of the music flowed into another. You know like what it was too for me? is I don't think for something that's supposed to be musical, the musical numbers lasted as long as it probably should have. Like, I like Ben Mendelsohn's character, the Duke. His, like, weird, creepy song he was singing on the way to her house. Yes. I was like, I wanted more of that. And, like, I wanted more of Close My Eyes. Like, you know? And I think it's just the theming, too. Like, I think in musicals, we're so trained when it comes to theming that... Mm. And I don't feel like there was enough of that. Like, I couldn't tell you the musical theming of Cyrano. Or I couldn't tell you, like the duke or anything like that like because that's so ingrained in musicals you know when you watch like a wicked or when you watch you know like even book of mormon like there are certain themes that run throughout where you're like okay i know where we're going yeah a lot of the songs seem very disjointed yeah it was still gem for me i'm still i'm I'm sticking with it what about you jade where where do you put this oh well i'm not quite into (gasps) period pieces and musicals as you (laughs) so this is a shelf for me just because for rewatchability it's not something i'll probably rewatch anytime soon or in the near future so um but you know I, i think i agree with you like the quality is there i mean this was honestly a really easy watch for something that was two hours yeah 
You know, it wasn't and, three. If it had been three, like yeah, some, no. Yeah. But like for a period piece yeah. musical based on a historic play, honestly, a pretty breezy two hours. Yeah, it was so, nice. Yeah, not I appreciate. Bad. I appreciated the runtime, and it was like, Same. and it was like one. I think it was one fifty-five or something. So it wasn't like two. It wasn't exactly two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like so, just close to two. Yeah, it was solid. So yeah, if you haven't seen this, which I'm assuming most people <laughs> yeah. haven't, spend the six dollars. You could do worse things with it. And oh, for sure, that was our review of. Cyrano, streaming now on Amazon Prime for six dollars. I'd give anything for someone to say that they can't live without me and they'll be there forever. I have a confession to make. I am madly in love. Perhaps he feels the same. But I've never actually spoken to him. Of your love? Of anything. <laughs> he is Christian. Christian Newbelette. He's a new recruit in your regiment. Of course he is. A woman like Roxanne wants wit, romance, poetry. I don't know how to speak romantically. I am a poet. My words upon your lips. I will make you romantic. Will you make me handsome? She loves me! And once again, you can watch Cyrano on Amazon Prime. And uh, you know what I didn't mention, Jade, that I have been watching? I haven't finished it yet, though. I haven't committed the time, although I did do maybe three episodes i'm at three episodes in uh ozark the last oh, season yes. it's uh on uh, netflix I, actually this show was a surprise for me i remember i had <laughs> some people some one of my buddies suggested it who his taste is okay in in you know yeah. tv and i was like okay i gave it a shot it's good jason bateman's in it julia gardner like yeah and they, they've really done it up like season three kind of lost me a little bit but like they know it's the last season and i always love netflix when Mm. they know a show's ending because usually they just go fucking they kind of pull out all the stops it's great like i i'm really anxious to to start it but mentioning julia garner because our movie next week i kind of pass it over to you since i got to do my (laughs) musical period piece combo and you found something interesting actually This is another like older film on Hulu that I stumbled across, indie film. This came out in 2015. It's Grandma, um, starring Lily Tomlin, of course, Julia Gardner, Marsha Gay Harden, and Judy Greer. So this was something that, you know, we were looking at, had some awards, it looks like, from Sundance. And, you know, this is one of the things I really like about streaming platforms is because everyone's so anxious to get their hands on content, we get to see some of these more indie films that, you know, back in the day you either never would have heard of yeah. Or you would have, like, stumbled upon them in some bargain bin of, like, you know, the video store somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't even know, like, if this ever even made it to theaters, you know. Or maybe it did, but had, like, a limited run release or something. We watched the trailer real quick, and it kind of, it has that, like, Little Miss Sunshine vibe, you know, for mm-hmm. people who have seen that. I feel like most people have, like, yeah, you know. Oh, for sure. It, it kind of has that kind of a vibe to it. I'm, I'm really kind of excited, actually. Yeah, it's like a little, like, August Osage County, whatever you want to call it. But, like, yeah, it's like that kind of indie family dynamic vibes. Um, and it's about, like, kind of, like, three generations of women coming together after this teenager, you know, has an unplanned pregnancy. And so kind of a little, like, slice of life almost. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I like it. So, you know. Come back uh, next week and hear our review of that. But, uh, Jade, if if folks want to engage with us, where can they find us? You guys can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are Our Taste is Trash. You can also find us on OurTasteIsTrash.com. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, I think think that's it. I don't have anything else. No. That's the end. Yeah, the end. So thanks so much for joining us again this week. And come back next week for our review of Grandma, streaming now on Hulu. To get ourselves a treat